There's a double edge to the sword of ammonium nitrate. It's a giver of life to plants and therefore food for people. But it also is highly volatile, meaning it's unstable and easily explodes. It may be an accident, but the blast was great in Beirut. Ammonium nitrate is cheap to make. It's a favorite of terrorists. Timothy McVeigh couldn't get enough TNT so settled on the fertilizer ingredient in the 1995 Oklahoma City bombing. 5,000 pounds he easily obtained. The highest death toll from a similar blast was 1947, Texas City, Texas. The fertilizer arrived by rail from Iowa and Nebraska, a still-lit cigarette butt probably to blame. We may never know the intended purpose in Lebanon for this chemical compound, war or peace, life or death, good or evil, but we can know who from heaven continually looks after his people. His care, as well as his love, never ceases. That's a promise for keeps. Welcome to Haven Today. I'm Charles Morris sharing the great story that's all about Jesus here on the first Thursday of August, 2020, still looking for the life to come. I'm leaving, but you will see me again. So hang on to that promise. That's what Jesus told his disciples the night before his death. They seemed distraught. So he spent most of the night ministering to them and reminding them that no matter how dark things would seem to get, there would be joy in the life to come. And that's the promise and the hope I want to encourage all of us with today. Things may seem dark, but as Christ followers, it'll get better. He gives us hope for today, but also hope for tomorrow. And you'll also find this hope rooted in the brand new movie about the life of Jeremy and Melissa Camp. They were both young, barely dating. Melissa learned she had advanced cancer. But Jeremy knew the Lord wanted them to get married. And somehow the Lord would use their story to help others. Here's a snippet from the movie where Jeremy proposes in the hospital just after Melissa's diagnosis. I want you to know that whatever this is and wherever it takes us, that I'm with you. Every step, every moment, I'm with you. I'm in. I'm so in. And, um, and I, you know, I figure if we're going to get married, we have a lot to talk about. Married? Yeah. I love you. I love you, I do, madly. So marry me. And I know relationships need to be prayed about, and you can take as much time as you need, but that's why I brought you here. Yes. Yes. Yeah, I'll marry you, I'll marry you. Yes. A short scene from the new movie based on the story of Jeremy and Melissa Camp. It's a love story, as well as her struggle with cancer. Jeremy will be with us later in the program to share about this time in their lives. And then after the program, I want to send you a copy of the DVD, I Still Believe. I know you're going to enjoy it. My wife and I did a few nights back. But you're also going to be spiritually touched by this film. It shows how the Lord is with us, even in the hardest of circumstances. And his love can strengthen us day after day.
a message we all need to be reminded of right now. So call us after the program. Make a gift to this 100% listener-supported ministry. And as our thanks, I want to send you the DVD, I Still Believe. The number you can call in a little bit is 800 654 2836. That's 800 654 2836. Or go online, watch the trailer and a clip from the movie, and then make your gift when you go to haventoday.org. Haventoday.org. And now let's get started with a song sung for us by Jeremy Kent. I try to hold on to this world with everything I have. But I feel the weight of what it brings And the hurt that tries to grab Many trials that seem to never end His word declares this truth We will enter in this rest With wonders anew But I hold on to this hope And the promise that He brings There will be a place with no more suffering There will be a day with no more tears, no more pain, no more fears. There will be a day when the burdens of this place will be no more. We'll see Jesus face to face, but until that day. We'll hold on to you always I know the journey seems so long You feel you're walking on your own But there is never been a step Where you've walked out all alone Troubled soul, don't lose your heart The joy and peace He brings In the beauty that's in store I was the hurt of life's sting But I hold on to this hope And the promise that He brings There will be a place with no more suffering There will be a day With no more tears No The scars that rescued me from a life of shame and misery. Oh, this is why, this is why I say there will be a day with no more tears, no more pain, and no more fears. There will be a day when the burdens of this place. Face to face, yeah. 
great to have a Christian musician open the program and be with us, one who has read his Bible and studied it. Jeremy Camp, there will be a day here in this haven today. And I'm Charles Morris, as we're thinking of a life to come. I'm sure you've seen videos like this before. A child in a room with a single Oreo cookie staring them in the face. The doctor, or the mom in some cases, telling the child, if you don't eat the Oreo while I'm gone, when I come back, you can have as many Oreos as you want. And then they leave the room. And of course, the child doesn't know he or she is being recorded. It's pretty funny. Some look like they're in pain from trying not to give in to the temptation to eat that morsel of cookie right under their nose. Others close their eyes. But inevitably, almost every child ends up taking a lick and then a little nibble, and then they just down the entire cookie. It's rare that they make it all the way to endless Oreos. Well, here we are in this series, The Life to Come. And I believe the Lord wants us to be Oreo kids. He wants to teach us how to have hope, and patience in the midst of temptation. He wants to empower us to be able to wait, ultimately looking for his return and the life to come. Because here's the deal. Life is not all fun and games. Life is not as trivial as eating or not eating an Oreo cookie. Jeremy Kemp understood that. Earlier in the program, we heard a little bit from the new movie called I Still Believe that's based on he and his first wife's love story. The scene was just after Melissa learned she had cancer. But they both decided the Lord wanted them to get married. She was confident that if just one person's life were touched by her story, it would be worth it. A few days ago, I was talking with Jeremy, and I asked him to share with me what happened after they were married, and how did Jesus strengthen both he and Melissa during this trial of cancer? Long story short, of course, we ended up getting engaged because I just knew I was supposed to be with her. I loved her. Sure. And uh, we got married, and it was it was beautiful. We went through ups and downs, and in the movie, you're going to see, you know, at one point, we thought she was healed, and I don't want to give too much away because right. that's, you know, in the story. But on our honeymoon, we noticed some complications in her stomach, and we went back to the hospital when we got out, off the honeymoon, and basically, they said the cancer has returned. It's spreading rapidly, and she really has weeks to months to live, and we had just gotten married, and so, of course, all those, you know, the fresh feelings of of new marriage and and starting your life was felt like it was just crushed to the ground. Well, and you, you were young then you were what, 19, 20 years old, something like that. 
having seen the movie, and I realize the Irwin brothers would have taken a little liberty, but not not too much on the story. If the movie reflects the accuracy, Melissa was the mature follower of Jesus, much more mature than you. Yeah. Does that describe it, I think? Yeah, she she really, in a sense, I saw her faith and I saw her the depth, and it really encouraged me. Of course, I I did love Jesus. Sure you did. I wanted to serve him, and... But I saw her have a unrelentless pursuit of him that inspired me so much. And of course, until the very end, until, of course, it was three and a half months into our marriage, she went to be with Jesus. And I mm. saw her not waver. Of course, she had her ups and downs. She was human. So it's like, sure. you know, you, you see that even in the movie. It's like a moment of, of breaking down. And that's just, that's normal. But her faith didn't waver at all the whole time. And so I think for me, um, I saw that and it inspired me so much that I said, I want to go out and share of God's faithfulness and his goodness in the midst of trials and tribulations. And honestly, Charles, I didn't know that, you know, how many years later, 19 years later, there's going to be a movie coming out about this. It was just me being obedient, sharing about what I had learned, what God had taught me, writing some songs, you know, called I to believe and walk by faith and all mm-hmm. these things mm-hmm. that were from the overflow of what God was doing in my life. I wasn't thinking I'm going to build a career off this. Now it was more like I wrote those songs. I was kind of just over music at that point, And God gave me those songs just to heal my heart, you know, and I think that's what's mm-hmm. so beautiful about it. And now God is using this to minister to millions of people and, and the stories that we're hearing are, are incredible. And it's all him. It's not anything I've done or any great man of faith that I am at all. It's literally by the grace of God and his goodness. And that's why I think that this story needs to continue to get out there. It's like, it wasn't me. It, I mean, I, I literally, it was his hand of, of peace and his hand of power that pursued me and healed my heart and allowed me to do what I'm doing today. That was Jeremy Camp sharing how the Lord met him and ministered to him as his wife struggled with terminal cancer. Jeremy knew that temptation was right there. Temptation to despair, to just flat out give up on his faith. But he refused to eat that Oreo. Instead, he waited and he looked for the Lord and he rested in the grace given to him by the Lord. Temptation and falling into temptation can destroy our lives. Just look back over the past few years. How many scandals have rocked the Christian world? I don't need to rehash the names. You can think of them yourself. Falling into the temptation to exploit a congregation or falling into the temptation to cover up scandal. It's led so many pastors and leaders to resign or to be removed from ministry. They weren't the victims. Let's be clear about that. Sin has consequences. They're real. But as we reflect on what it means to be Oreo kids living in a broken world, we should feel sadness that so many of the Lord's children seem incapable of holding back, not taking a bite, waiting for better things to come. And if we really are honest, you and I aren't capable either are we? Maybe you haven't fallen into extreme sin like some others, but how often do you take the easy road instead of the godly way? How often do you shout at your kids or maybe your spouse instead of entering into a conversation? How often do you curse someone, even if just in your heart, when they offend you, instead of praying for them as Jesus told us to do? 
in our world today, more and more I see how weak I am, how much help I need, how much I need Jesus. The good news is that he hasn't left us to figure this out on our own. The disciples were worried too. How can we possibly hold out and wait for the life to come? Well, the answer is in John 16. The night Jesus was betrayed, he was speaking to his disciples one last time, warning them of temptation to come, preparing them to be Oreo kids, children of the Lord, empowered by the Spirit, to wait faithfully and patiently for the life to come. Listen to a part of that last talk by our Savior in John 16. Let me pick it up at verse 16. Jesus went on to say, In a little while you will see me no more. And then after a little while, you will see me. At this, some of his disciples said to one another, What does he mean by saying, In a little while you'll see me no more, and then after a little while you will see me? And because I'm going to the Father, they kept asking, What does he mean by a little while? We don't understand what he's saying. Jesus saw that they wanted to ask him about this, so he said to them, Are you asking one another what I meant when I said, In a little while you will see me no more, and then after a little while you will see me? Truly, truly, I tell you, or very truly, I tell you, you will weep and mourn while the world rejoices. You will grieve, but your grief will turn to joy. So with you, now is your time of grief, but I will see you again, and you will rejoice, and no one will take away your joy. In that day, you will no longer ask me anything. Very truly, I say unto you, my Father will give you whatever you ask in my name. The words of Jesus in John 16. I'm Charles Morris. This is Haven Today in a program called The Life to Come. That's what Jesus was preparing his disciples for. He was clear. I'm going away. I'm leaving. But he also was clear. You will see me again. Hang on to the promise. Don't give in to temptation. And Jesus did leave. Yes, he was taken and crucified and buried, but that's not what he was talking about here. Three days later, he rose from the dead. He was victorious over sin and death. And then he left. He ascended into heaven. And he called his disciples to wait patiently for his return. This present life is full of grief. There's sadness. There's temptations to give into. And there's also despair. And some of you are going through all three right now. He doesn't promise to fix all our problems. He doesn't promise to give us everything we think we ought to have right now. But he does promise a day when we will be with him again. And our sorrow will melt away. We'll have an abundance of joy. In a little while, but soon, he promised, we'll be with the Lord. That's a promise we need to hear right now. That's a promise that can give you and me hope in the midst of very dark times. It's a promise that will sustain us as we look for and long for the life to come. Oh God of comfort, comfort me. 
from Jeremy Camp, whose true life story was recently turned into a movie called I Still Believe. It was made by the Irwin Brothers, the same guys who made I Can Only Imagine in the Steve McQueen documentary. We heard Jeremy share how his career was just starting to take off as his girlfriend who became his wife was fighting cancer. What a trial. But they both were rooted in the promises of Jesus. I believe we all need to see. I still believe. It's a movie for our times. With so much suffering and anxiety and fear around us, why not take a couple of hours and watch a film that will remind you 
that Jesus is with you in the darkest of times. I believe after you watch the movie, you'll be reminded that God's grace changes everything. I want to send you your own copy of the DVD, I Still Believe, right away for your gift to the ministry. And may I ask for you to be as generous as you possibly can this August. Our number you can call right now is 800 654 2836. Here it is again 800 654 2836. Or go online and watch the trailer and a clip from the movie. And then you can make your gift and ask for the DVD. I still believe when you just head over right now, I hope, to haventoday.org, H-A-V-E-N-T-O-D-A-Y, haventoday.org. I'm Charles Morris. Thanks so much for joining me. Won't you come back again tomorrow? But again together, we'll share the great story. It's all about Jesus here on Haven Today. Here for your encouragement and your walk with God. This is David Wolin with Haven Ministries inviting you to anchor your day in God's Word. Have you ever caught one of your children doing something right? Today my wife overheard one of ours saying, Hold on, Hannah, I'll be right back. She scampered off and came back with a tissue to wipe her baby sister's runny nose. You know, the value of helping another person out, making their life just a little bit easier is something we can all agree is a good thing. And not surprisingly, it was God's idea. In Matthew 7, Jesus said, Do to others what you would have them do to you, for this sums up the law and the prophets. And as a pastor once said to his congregation, Jesus took the sting out of death. Perhaps you can help take the sting out of life for someone else today. Now that's something to think about. Get your Anchor devotional delivered in print monthly at getanchor.com.